Hey, hey, it's Claire, and you're listening to the Integrally Alive podcast, where we sparkle life and go from alive-ish to integrally alive. And today, I'm at Mind Valley University in Tallinn, meeting this insanely inspiring tribe. Right now, with Santiago, who has such an amazing story of resilience, I just knew I needed to begin this podcast series with him. So, Santiago, hello. Hello. And thank you to be there, to be here. Hello, Claire. Thank and you very much for inviting. And tell us a bit, who are you? I am Santiago mm -hmm. Pascual. I am a coach. I am ambassador of World of Dance in South America. And I am the founder of La Femme, the Lifestyle Artist Formation. The Lifestyle? Artist Formation. Oh, Formation, nice. Is it about dance and music? And what is it about? Yeah, it began like a pro producer by producing events of dancing. And then I realized I entered to the philosophy of artist of life because my grandmother gave me a, a book the of the Toltecs. I don't know if you read the Four Agreements. Yes. And I fell in love with that philosophy of life. Then it transmuted to life artists and lifestyle artists. So that kept me motivated to have like a purpose and sense of life in an artist of life. Beautiful. When did that begin? That La Femme started in, in 2014. 2014, okay, so that roughly four years. Yes. And I, <laughs> you're here because you have an amazing story of resilience. So I know that four years ago, before La Femme started, you were not in such a good uh, place or state. So can you mm. tell us a little bit more about that? Yes, yes. The, in fact, La Femme was the product of a, a rebound in life. This, this dream of giving hope of now the artists of life first began with, with how I get out of, how I, I did to, to get out to, from, from a really painful moment in life. I was uh, at 21, I really discovered that I was depressed. I was uh, addicted to video games, to uh, alcohol, to toxic relationships that one can, can uh, keep stimulating and entering vicious circles. So with that, uh, I really got overweight and then arthritis. It began with a lumbalgia first at 16, and then I realized that it spread it and was arthritis, psoriatic arthritis. Okay, can I ask you, how did you, you said you discovered you were depressed. How did you discover you were depressed or realize or? Well, at the beginning it started like a uh, pain in, in lumbar. Okay. And I started ignoring, ignoring for a few years and then spread it to the knees and to, to the toes that I, my body was rigid all the time and there, then I had like the psoriasis and uh, what was unbearable was sleeping, not be, being able to sleep at night. I went to, to sleep and the pain of, of just being uncomfortable in yes. my body, like feeling like broken glass inside. Mm -mm. 
it was like so so uncomfortable and I was so frustrated with so much impotence that uh, really nice I was so suffering internally so much that I wish my legs were cut off Wow so that I remember that anger of with my legs why they are doing this to me why yeah. why my body is giving me so much pain and I remember having to to put like a band-aid with video games with alcohol I started like with, with rocks to to okay so that was a way to get away from the pain and yeah. just be in another space yeah another space and state and what made you realize that okay this is the situation I'm in now and I don't want this anymore well, there were there was what an was inertia. The there, uh, that took For me sure. like so many years, yes. like five years from 16 to 21. Mm -hmm. uh, I got like uh, really suffering inside when you get like uh, really addicted to social media and the time goes by. And, and there was like a moment when I went to a hip hop party, hip hop jam, mm -hmm. because it was cool. I was already like trying to, to have approval from from outside and all that stuff. So yeah. it was cool to go to hip hop jumps. And then I saw uh, a dancer, a pair of dancers that was, were dancing. And in some movements, they showed me something that I haven't seen before. Mm. Was he did some movement that made me listen to an, another thing oh wait I saw I saw him doing like a wave or something yes. and what's that like I haven't heard that sound and he by doing that made me realize listen to a new sound that I wasn't listening a new possibility a new possibility yeah. okay I am missing something because I'm not listening the full full music mm -mm. music so I went to him and I started like okay I want to where did you learn to do that and I am I teach and well that week I started hip hop dancing and it was really hard because I got in the middle of the year and it was a hard choreography. And so that was with the pain, like you were dancing with the pain in yes, your Yes, with okay. the pain and through the pain yes. because I couldn't even yeah. bounce. At yes. that time I, I really, he adapted the choreography for me not to dance. Oh, okay. When everybody went down, I went like uh, something else, yeah. like uh, I had to do like another movement. Um, Anyway, I, like, I, like, I like that actually. The, the, uh, you have uh, something that you could see as a limitation, but it pushes you to be creative instead. Mm -hmm. Very nice. Yes. Yeah. yeah he, he was a really good professor, very creative. And with simple moves, you, you could do the effect, mm -mm. like animation effects, and that fulfilled me. Oh, this is what I was looking at. He, because I am tall and I couldn't bend. <laughs> he put me like in a central position. Yes. So so it was like really uplifting for my, my oh, need of approval great. and ego, I needed that. So that moment. was the first sparkle. Yes. Back. Yes. Yes. And, and I remember that, yeah. I remember that from there I took myself out of it, like from that spark. Mm -hmm. It ignited like my my eager into to keep doing that because that gave me so much fulfillment that I would uh, I would have like three painkiller max mm -hmm. muscular relaxers per day in order to dance and rehearse so that happened that year and the other year I got into the into really the best 
uh, classes and I went to the three best professors of hip hop mm -hmm. and they like put me under their wing and then that year I said okay I will go to the hip hop international uh, championship like like knowing nothing but to learn and then I, I was so brave and, and fueled by this yes that I got inside the freestyle battles I got I changed all my friends for dancers that they are I changed my environment. I realized that was one of the keys to yeah, get out. Yeah, well, I was going to ask you that because it, so listening to you, it seems really like, oh, wow, I discovered dance and then it was over. Everything was fine. But I don't think it was that easy, right? No. You. So how did you get out of you? You mentioned uh, drug, alcohol, if I'm right, and game addiction. Yes. So how did you uh, it was not I guess it wasn't the case just replacing all of this by dance and who I'm I'm the new center. Yeah, right? yes, like more a transition. <laughs> I am like yeah. a, a quick s a skipping like some some parts, you know, and unconsciously like one doesn't <laughs> want to get in like to uh, but I remember like having my influence mm -hmm. because I I had like this influence of being a host, uh, the party man, the who has the drugs and all that stuff. Okay, yes. So you, yeah, I became like a dealer of influence. Okay, yeah. To, you know, like to, to bring people in. So these happy new people, I brought them in as well. I, I taught them how to play games. I made them smoke. <laughs> I made them, uh, so, so I kind of uh, influenced badly them. Okay, like, yes. Okay, you need to smoke marijuana to dance. And I got many into marijuana just mm. by by my influence, okay. but there was a, a middle ground, like, okay, we, we smoke and dance. Yes. <laughs> and well, uh, that's, uh, I was training and making these new friends, and I was like accepted, but then I realized that it was no use like being drunk mm -hmm. if I wanted to perform well. Yes. So there was like the... the so it became a contradiction. Yeah, it became a contradiction. At some point, yeah. Yeah, so they're having a purpose, like, okay, I want to, to be good at dancing, so I have to perform, so I have to take care of myself. Mm -mm. So there I started seeing the, the, the obstacle it was for performing. So that's, oh, there's something beautiful in what you're just saying. So it began to, to go from your painkiller or from something that was helping you kind of survive to something that was an obstacle for you to get forward to, mm -hmm. to move mm -hmm. so that's I guess was the biggest the next biggest moment of okay I need to change something yes. yeah yes and there was the inability then to change because when I formed habit of these uh, rituals of connection mm -hmm. with this new new tribe uh, I was like uh, it's really attractive, like the drugs and, and, and this, this is really attractive. So it's easier for them to go out from <laughs> from where they were. But we started having like objectives. OK, we go to the world championship. OK. Mm. And then uh, I made a team and well, we we qualified to represent our country. Uh -huh. uh, and when? They, they were like I, then I fell in love with a dancer. I had like the, the longest uh, relationship and most beautiful relationship. Mm -hmm. And well, was uh, I fell in love as well in there. So I started 
having many other components components into this this alchemy of transmutation yes and then i went to the championship and brought the world of dance uh, brand here to south america and i was like really trying to 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 help people to get out of this sense of numbness that I realized that I had before. Okay, so now you, at that moment, your pain was gone? You had to overcome your pain? Yes, I, 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 at that moment, I had overcame my pain. Okay. And I realized that there was another world. Like, I went into, like, through art, I went to, into spirituality. Mm. And into spirituality, I I started uh, seeing energies. I got my third eye open, and was really interesting seeing that there was another stuff. So I was missing something else, and I realized <laughs> there was. So that's interesting. Yes. So moving on, each step you made made you realize, oh, there is possibilities I didn't see before, and mm -hmm. I couldn't see before from where I was. Right. Mm -hmm. So each step you made you took was an opening and opening and opening and so it seemed that at that point of your story you went back and that time you were in a place where okay i was there before i know many people are and i want to help them am i right yes okay kind of i was in the journey but i wanted to come yeah. back to help but i yeah. woke up to keep moving and i have to go and you to were help. in yeah. your own journey as well i mean as yes. we all are anyway yes yeah. How, how would you say was um, important the fact that there was this community around you? Like you mentioned, you had your team and you were uh, going to the championship together. So it sounds like this team and this uh, maybe accountability between you was something that helped you stick to your new goals. Or yes, in fact, we couldn't go with the whole team, but I went with my, my girlfriend mm -hmm. by then. And uh, she was like a really supportive because yeah. I was, I needed the, that pillar, you know, that is really needed because it lets you be, like yes. to be validated, approved with company. Uh, then, then I realized that in there I got the idea of La Femme. I found it when I was in Las Vegas, the, in the championship. So, okay, uh, I was, I really needed the, the accountability and then when it got bigger i realized that the entanglements and there are many many uh, ego issues mm -mm. among the groups groups that's why it they don't uh, keep together or they mess up or they don't perform at the at the best because of that so there came another another challenge like how can i help people to to amend what was good is kind of what happened with drug as as well happened with relationships mm -hmm. like they're good at a certain point and then they they start to hold you down like each time because yeah. we, uh, it sounds like you were growing fast at that moment yes <laughs> so like each time you take a step you kind of find a new environment including people around you that mm -hmm. match this where you are at the, in the end. Mm -hmm, that's right. Yeah. And okay, that's a beautiful story. <laughs> and what was 
if you had one advice for the younger and the pre-dense uh, Santiago, what would it be? One thing that would have uh, made maybe that you would have not waited so many years before going or... Well, um, nice question. An advice is ask myself, am I feeling, am I feeling alive? And if there's a slight sense of no, mm -mm. because it's like a layer of comfort, uh, there's a layer of comfort that numbs us, then move like a little, ju just get up now, like from, if you're sitting, move just in this moment, because that's what is really important. I was like really mental and that's my advice, like move, feel alive, try to feel get better at feeling so that will ignite and turn your flame again that's totally worth it yeah so kind of do it even if you don't really know what you're doing that's right, right. move move and uh, even if it feels uncomfortable mm -mm. that's what you start feeling again right because it will feel uncomfortable right? yes just because it's not familiar it will feel uncomfortable yes 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 <laughs> And how do you, so now we have this beautiful story of Santiago in the, the Phoenix that revived and you come back and you're helping your, your fellows. Uh, but I guess it was uh, as well a, um, a journey with highs and maybe lows again and high and lows. So can you talk a bit about, about that? That it's not like it's, it was like this and now it's over and forever, right? Yes, well, the, the highest, the, the, lo the lowest low. <laughs> <laughs> I had was when I already started healing a lot and then I started to want more like mm. okay now I am healed I have found my sub superpowers yeah. and I wanted to share it but I was still in the same environment with my yeah. same family so uh, I had dif different behaviors now that were uncomfortable for my surrounding and that's another issue for the, the people who are starting to, to get their own message right. to their hero's journey. That's another issue that yeah. coming back to the family and trying not to, to retract, to, yeah. to, to fall so again. now you're comfortable with your new self, but <laughs> your surrounding doesn't recognize you, right? That's like right. You changed. What did you do kind of uh, reaction maybe you had? Well, I started changing my habits. I started uh, cellular memory therapies that I became. Mm -hmm. So I started speaking with things. And now by this point, I have the skills of watching energies, of, of, of healing and, and, and channeling. So, so at this point, I started to, to, to make like mantras to plants, crystals, people, and people say, why, why are you blessing me? It's like they, they, they got like really anger. My girlfriend mm. was like, you don't even speak like by yourself anymore. You just say beautiful mantras. And, and she was like so pissed. My family too. And they anchor it because I couldn't uh, leave marijuana by then. So they say, oh, that's all because of the marijuana. Okay. So also oh, at that point you were still going doing marijuana. Yes. Okay. So it, it was like a healing because I I replaced it, my re muscular relaxers, uh -huh. 
by by oh, marijuana. Okay. So you could reduce the the uh, pills with uh, marijuana. Yes. Okay. So I use it so more like a relaxative. Yeah. So, but little by little, you were erasing these addictions from your life. Yes. Like alcohol, for example. Yes, alcohol like uh, reduced a lot. Okay. I didn't need to to get out in the yeah. because it wasn't worth it for me. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. But this point, marijuana was still, yes. um, and then my my all the surrounding will uh, was trying to to uh, attribute it to mm -hmm. oh you're, that's you're crazy because you're with marijuana that's why you you speak to plants, no because I feel <laughs> energies and all that stuff, and then I got to the point that my family my father wouldn't accept it like he was really. The, the hyper vigilance and all that stuff started. Uh, well, he, I started attempting because I was working by then with him, mm -hmm. but I didn't like what I saw in power mechanics and all that stuff. So I started trying to contribute for another political party, and he got like really pissed and uh, got me, uh, got me kidnapped. Yes, this is the lowest <laughs> point in my, my yes, story. Yes, it sounds like a very low point. Yeah. Kidnapped. Yeah, wow. kidnapped because he saw, I told him, okay, I am making La Family, the fam, La Femme, and I want to really mend, heal our relationships. And I was like trying to, 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 to help and all that stuff, but the means weren't right, it was disturbing for his ego, mm -hmm. so, the, he like showed me the manipulations that were around him. He, his his power groups he had, and, and convinced me, my other part of the family to, okay, we have to to they kidnap, like put me into nap, and then I I wake up inside of a mental institution. Oh my god! <laughs> yes. And this point, I felt I never have felt so betrayed. I guess so, yes. So this was like the lowest point, mm -mm. being there, helpless, betrayed by the ones who were meant to support and mm -mm. help me. And I was not getting out there until I showed, I, I bow, I went to their will. And there was not like an issue that I, I, was, I, that I could solve any otherwise. Mm -mm. Like, to prove the psychiatrist, they were his friends. Yes. Uh, and there, this is, he was his client, so I understand that I was like having to bend or bend or do some games. So I started using but I, my skills mm -hmm. by this far. And I already started coaching by then, so, so I understood a lot of psychology and I really had to go too deep to my core in that moment, in that mental institution where you are dragged against your will, mm -hmm. even if I signed that like, I don't want to be dragged by you because I was really anti- At that point, I Big guess, Pharma, yes. yeah. Yeah. And I started these mechanics with, with the family, not watching him because he, uh, from inside. And well, he started healing all the people around in the mental institution. I, my mother said, okay, you have a lot of tools right now, so in here you can help many people. And I started like having more aside, an insight of 
what was to be there, what kind of people were there. They were so sensitive and misunderstood mm -hmm. people. I say, okay, this is my reflection. I am misunderstood, oversensitive, people that have like lack of sense in life uh, or have uh, had a big trauma and they mm -hmm. didn't have the tools to overcome, to overcome it. So that was a really nice insight. And then I I did a, a lot of work. That's a, a story, a whole story, yeah, adventure I, I'm, story. I'm feeling it's a story inside the story at <laughs> yes, that point. Yes. It's, uh, yes. The thing is that I got a lot of, of insight of what kind of people were there and how they were misunderstood. Mm -hmm. So that fueled me again to get out. That was like a purge of the people around me that was for the wrong reasons with me that mm -hmm. cost me my girlfriends, my old friendships that say, oh, they had my father's version of what I, why I was here. Yes. I got like mad suddenly and I wasn't able to explain or speak with anybody suddenly. So imagine they had just one version. And now I see a blessing in disguise. Mm -hmm. Because there it sounds like it pushed you to do the last, or maybe not the last, but the big step forward. Yes, really big yeah. step. Because this this clearing of the relationships mm -hmm. that were not helping me and were not there, even if I was in that bad situation, yes. and was true what my father was saying. Yeah. They were not there. They were. I realized that oh, if I'm not what I'm my aesthetics and what I have formed to show up, mm -mm. like to show, show show outside, they won't be there. So it was a blessing because when I came out, I was more calm with true friendships that like were like three that I always trusted you and they were there and they wanted to check on me, like to mm -mm. hear from me. So that was a blessing. I lost that girlfriend. That then I re started studying healthy relationship habits and codes that imposed me a lot. Then I started studying communication viruses. That was uh, the thing why so many people is misunderstood. And power mechanics because mm -hmm. they, I coached politicians and uh, and had this uh, kind of perverse environment. And that fueled me like oh, this is really needed. There's so much people in inside suffering. So what um, would you say a key to resilience is, from your story, it sounds like your key to resilience is to help others. Mm. Like when you're in the low, each time you were like, okay, I'm, I'm seeing where I am and now I, can, I know how to help people that are in this space. Would you, do you get to that? What would be your way of fostering resilience in your life now? First, building resilience. Well, you have to have motive, right? To, to many times when you are reactive, mm -hmm. like, like passively in life, that happens to us. We are thought to be passive. We are patients, that means yeah. suffering from patient. We are, we are like institutions uh, indoctrinate us how to be like passive to learning and all that stuff. So mainly, most people come from this passiveness. So if you can uh, uh, prevent it, if you can start moving, like, mm -hmm. like, like be here. proactive and yeah. active, like that switch will prevent you from, from being like hit by life. 
so that's like for prevention and <laughs> but if you cannot yeah it just happens some hard stuff that comes and wake you up try to to remember the tools and from where you come that's uh, a really a really nice uh, key for resilience to remember our story and our past mm -mm. because in there we will find many answers and fuel that's that's a prize if you have the the gift of being able to be conscious of who you are now it means that you have overcome all what you know that exists that, that existed and happened to you so if you are able to grab power from your past and your story by honoring yourself there you will find the fuel in the now to overcome whatever oh. comes that's pretty full and it, it really talks to me because a lot of, uh, of us, when we are in the low, we are not so proud of us mm. and then we're not so proud of our stories and oftentimes it's the time when we isolate ourselves and we don't want to share our stories. Mm. When maybe it's the most needed time when, you sh when we should actually mm. share this. Yeah. Uh, and in fact, we have uh, yesterday we have uh, an amazing cla uh, class on heroic forgiveness mm -hmm. so that skill for example training virtues like forgiveness will makes us make us more available on releasing this charge the highlight I got from the class of yesterday was yes. if the moment the moment you most need forgiveness and to ask forgiveness mm -hmm. is when you don't remember who you are yes that's like the highlight because if you're not being able to appreciate your past it's because you have like a, a blockage of not being able to see it because of the charge and what it means so if you can forgive you release those charges and then you can expand with gratitude that another big virtue to to start scalping again your way yeah, beautiful. I, I also adored this quote of, uh, who was it? Ria Lala. Yeah. Yesterday, yes. And, well, okay, that's a really, really inspiring story. Can you tell us just a little bit more about La Femme, so what you're doing yes. right now with this um, association? What is yes, this, uh, La, F um, La Femme is, the acronym would be the Lifestyle Artist Formation Associated in Manifestation. Okay, because you know it means the woman in French, right? The woman, la yes. femme, nice, <laughs> nice. La femme. La femme, uh, nice, because it's like, I have been inspired with a lot of women. Mm -hmm. I have this, this, this sense of la femme is, came from the soul family. And there were many soul mummies that I have found in my way. Mm -hmm. There's soul, soul family that comes and reminds us of a healthy family, of a healthy tribe. Oh, okay, yes. So that's the, the idea, what, that wa was what I needed then, mm -hmm. because I couldn't count on my family. Yes. So my idea is to, okay, in my way I have found soul brothers, soul mummies that they took care mm -hmm. of me, and that's the idea of reconnecting this, like a constellation, like a star's constellation, la family constellation, there's the therapy, uh -huh. and I, oh, Maybe we have life together and, and it reminds me who I am. Yeah. This is a tribe pattern of what a healthy tribe 
looks like mm -hmm. and our surroundings by our mirror neurons will remind us our behavior. So that's like fi for finding a purpose. Oh, beautiful. Finding your soul family and in them you see yourself and yeah, then you exactly. can reflect to them what you are and hence who they are. Yes. Beautiful. <laughs> yes, that's the, the main idea. Mm -hmm. And other thing that is more, more personal is to declare yourself like mm. a, a, an artist of life. Mm -hmm. So we. Yeah, I love this artist of life of yours. Yes. Yes. So when you declare yourself an, an artist of life, you get out of those layers. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I am an accountant. I am a businessman. I'm a, I'm a doctor. That, uh, that's violence for the being. Mm -hmm. Like putting you in a label and a, and a yes, totally. title. So, Artist of Life is a widened sense of being. And we give tools, that, like I had to get out of there, communications mm -hmm. is key, ontological communications. I, I had that, that course, that is the first we give. Mm -hmm. Emotional intelligence, uh, mindfulness with these virtues and, and practices of rituals of connections and internal coding, the, in, the inner interface will be really needed to avoid and prevent addictions yeah. that I, I came out from, like the cell phone, the, the, the smoking, the alcohol, mm -hmm. toxic relationships. So we detect them. That's the, the formation we give, like uh, to have more tools to sculpt your life. And that's also keys. Uh, that these are big keys to resilience as well. Absolutely. Yeah, giving tools to <laughs> to navigate right the high and lows of uh, of life. That's right. That's beautiful. Wow, Santiago, I don't want to uh, to take you too much time. I know you're waited uh, in another part of uh, of the town. Well, thank you so much for being the first interviewer of this podcast, actually, and sharing and being so uh, so open and so courageous in a sense to be totally vulnerable so you can help others to see themselves in you mm. <laughs> and so they can allow themselves to be artists of life because this is a beautiful concept yes allowing yourself to be whatever you you can be in this world not limiting yourself mm -hmm. so thank you so much thank you so much claire for inviting me and i hope this podcast helps a lot of people to find their way through the resilience and thanks Claire for for your light and 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 the blessings you leave in your path with this media thank you very much thanks everyone for listening and see you later see you later bye